Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Coach Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur fake fast food restaurant manager. And welcome to AW7 Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AW7 Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, all we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the conversation. So, you can, as always, find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Rizzle, and on the Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast version of this show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor and bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, folks, let's get started with this, this week's, yes, this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, it's time for a Kanye West update. No, no, not not running for president. Well, I mean, I, he said he is, but this has nothing to do with that. For those who are not up to date with Yeezy, uh, he's going through a bit of a rough time, as you may know. Uh, his wife, Kim Kardashian, uh, filed for divorce. Um, so he is no longer, uh, I guess, with Ms. Kardashian. And then Kim Kardashian started to be, started dating Pete Davidson, uh, who, you know, as a side note, has dated a lot of people. Talk about punching up. I don't get it. I guess he's funny, but I'm funny, but you don't see me hanging out with any Kardashians. I just don't, I, I don't get it. Well, anyways, uh, as one may imagine, Mr. Kanye West has not taken this uh, new Kim Kardashian dating scene uh, situation well. Uh, has done a few rap videos or statements and made some threats against Pete Davidson. And uh, he had a... Um, uh, uh, he released a disturbing music video, uh, I believe this week, where, um, he is depicted kidnapping, decapitating, and burying a claymy, a claymation version of, of Pete Davidson, apparently. So, um, that's a little weird. Uh, but anyways, he wasn't suspended for that. Uh, oh, I think it to that? Did I get to that? No, yeah. He has been suspended from Instagram. Sorry. Totally lost the lead there. Uh, for 24 hours, he might be back on by the time. Uh, at the moment, I don't know. I don't really follow him. But he was suspended from Instagram for 24 hours. Not for all that. But uh, the Daily Show host, Trevor Noah, uh, made a public statement that he... Uh, against, against Kanye West, saying that he was worried that the rapper was harassing his estranged wife and making these wild sort of uh, statements. Well, Kanye did not take that too well, went to Instagram and uh, made several uh, belligerent racial epitaph statements against Trevor Noah using language that is, I guess, uh, pretty 
pretty awful in South Africa, because Trevor Noah is from South Africa. I'm not going to repeat it, because I don't understand what he's saying, but apparently it's not very polite. Uh, so Instagram decided to suspend him for 24 hours and delete the post uh, with all of the um, uh, negative language in there. So, uh, obviously, uh, we'll see whether um, this uh, continues. Uh, you know, he he was a big-time Trump supporter, so he might go to the next level, get himself suspended from all social media channels, and then launch his own social media channel that won't work. But uh, Trevor Noah uh, released a statement saying that he was very disappointed uh, with uh, Kanye, that, you know, maybe he should seek out some... Um, some uh, professional help, and he clearly should. Holy moly. That guy's crazy. But, uh, yes. Uh, no word how this will impact his 2024 presidential run. I'm gonna guess, uh, probably not great, although in some demographics I'm sure this is just a perfectly normal thing to do. So, I will keep tabs on this. We'll see what, uh, Kanye does next, what challenge he gets suspended from, and who Pete Davidson ends up dating next. I mean... Yeah, boy, that guy, that guy just gets around. In other entertainment Instagram news, uh, the Instagram account of Britney Spears has vanished this week, uh, unannounced and without warning. Uh, no official word of why the account is no longer there. No word from uh, Instagram, Facebook, Meta, or the Britney Spears camp, but uh, just not there anymore. Uh, basically, uh, for those who have, uh, missed that news, uh, Britney Spears has recently come out of a conveyorship, con conservatorship, where her life was pretty much controlled for over a decade by her father and some lawyers, and since she has now basically regained the legal right to run her life, um, uh, they, um, uh, she's been posting up, uh, posting various, uh, stories about, uh, her new freedom of life, posting some risque photos, announced that her uh, engagement and that uh, she'll be signing a book uh, deal here soon. She's suing some people. But now, apparently she's taking a break, I guess. And uh, that has disappeared. I don't follow her account as well, but hopefully she is doing fine. Uh, that, was a, that was a big deal, the whole free Britney sort of thing. And uh, like one of those conspiracy theories that just ended up to be kind of true, that she's kind of being held there, not... Not exactly against her will, but they were dragging their feet to get her out of that uh, conservatorship. So, but uh, hopefully she's doing well and is uh, still happily, happily engaged. In other entertainment news, the continued consolidation of uh, media empires slash franchises slash groups continues where uh, Amazon has closed a deal to acquire MGM for $8.5 billion. Uh, James Bond now has a Amazon Prime account, apparently. Uh, so the James Bond series is part of MGM. Uh, this is going to boost their streaming service, Amazon Prime Video, which I am a member of. Um, so it's uh, very much a big rival. Big rival now. Uh, it was, but continues to rival against Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Uh, both have wide ranges amounts of uh, content on there. Uh, this deal was first announced in May, which I think I covered. I'll have to go to the archives and look. But uh, MGM has over 4,000 films and 17,000 TV shows that are now going to be available to Amazon. 
Uh, of which the biggest is probably considered to be James Bond. Uh, for those who are keeping out, the last film, No Time to Die, earned seven hundred over $700 million since its October release. Uh, other movie franchises on there include uh, Rocky, Robocop, Legally Blonde, which I don't know if I would consider a notable franchise, uh, Handmaid's Tale, another good one, and uh, yeah, so now that is going to be part of that. Got approved by the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, without a challenge. It was also approved by the European Union's Antitrust Commission as well. Uh, so, like, they've, they've, those are the two big ones that you have to sort of get approved for these sort of mergers. And uh, neither, neither, neither organization thought there would be any problems with Amazon buying MGM. Uh, like I said, this is just a series of mergers. Uh, for example, uh, Warner Media is merging with Discovery, uh, and that will once that's all done, that will include uh, Warner Brothers, CNN, HBO, TNT, HDTV, and of course the Discovery Channel. And that deal was also approved by the powers to be last month as well. So. Um, so hopefully, I mean, in terms of streaming, be less choice. It'll be, hopefully, you'll have to subscribe to as many things to find your favorite shows. But, uh, Amazon Prime will be a whole lot of new movies and a whole lot of new TV shows here, probably in the coming months. Uh, and they'll probably raise the price on you as well. That's pretty much how that works. In other streaming news, there's now a show available to folks in the U.S., uh, on Netflix, it's called Servant of the People. It is a satirical comedy series where a teacher who uh, makes a video of himself complaining about corruption unexpectedly becomes the president of the nation. And uh, it's supposed to be pretty, pretty funny. And, uh, oh, it stars uh, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, in the series where he unexpectedly becomes the president of Ukraine. Uh, series started in 2015, ended in 2019, when Zelensky ran to be president and became president. Yes, yes, just to back that up a bit. The current president of Ukraine, for those who are uh, unaware of, uh, used to be an entertainer and had a show on Netflix where, or had a show in the Ukraine, now it's on Netflix, where in the show, he was a teacher complaining about corruption and then became the president of Ukraine, stopped the show, then ran for actual president of Ukraine, and is now the president of Ukraine. So, that is like if uh, Kiefer Sutherland stopped, did his show, Designated Survivor, where he became the president of the United States, stopped that show, ran for president, and now we have President Kiefer Sutherland. That's basically the same sort of, same sort of shtick and whatnot. So, um, I mean, that is just bizarre. Bizarre. That, 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 I just, I can't wrap my mind around that. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy. So, I may check it out. I don't really have a whole... <laughs> Don't have a whole lot of time to watch five seasons 
of a Ukrainian comedy that I'm assuming is subtitled. I'm hoping that it's subtitled. Hopefully it's subtitled. Hmm. Yeah. So anyways, uh, just, just a little a little, little additional information for you. So the series began in 2015, ran for three seasons, uh, ended when Zelensky launched an actual campaign for the position under a new banner on, of a new political party called, as you may have guessed, the name of the show, Servant of the People, and then he won 73% of the vote and became president of Ukraine later that year in 2019. So, crazy. So, check it out. I might check out a few episodes. We'll see We'll see what my schedule is like this week, but uh, if you want to see something real weird, it's currently on Netflix. Now, I'll tell you what is not weird at all, my friends, is that here on AWSM Radio, you, my friends, can listen to my pal DC three times a week. That's right. Three times at DC on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. First up, Fridays at 9, it's DC Live in effect. Uh, he is mixing it up. You don't want to miss out on the ones and twos as he smashes it. King of the Beats from South Florida. Then on Saturdays at 10 p.m., it is the DC House Party Saturdays bringing you the Miami vibes with actually having to go down to Florida uh, for the top clubs to the bars. DC will bring the party to you and bring his freestyling DJ to the max. Saturdays at 10. And then finally, to wrap up your weekend on Sundays, it's once again DC live in effect. Sundays at 10 p.m. for all of your music needs. So, just to review, it is now Saturday, so you missed yesterday's DC live in effect at 9 p.m. Tonight, tonight is DC house party Saturdays. At 10 p.m. And then tomorrow, it is, once again, DC Live in Effect, Sunday at 10 p.m. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. We now go to Russia, as you may know, has been in the news for quite a bit for the last three weeks. Uh, due to its invasion of the Ukraine, a lot of companies have pulled out of Russia, uh, or reduced operations, or slow things down. One of them is McDonald's, who has closed all, I believe, 800 stores? 847 stores in Russia um, in protest of the um, uh, invasion of Ukraine. Well, now there is a Russian fast food replacement for McDonald's um, has just gotten approval for a trademark registration uh, called Uncle uh, Van, 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 Vanya's? Uncle Vanya's. And, uh, I, I, <laughs> I kid you not, the, um, the trademark for Uncle Vanya's, Uncle Vanya's fast food, uh, is a B. But that B is the McDonald's M turned on its side with a line down. I am not kidding you. Same color. Same golden arches, same red background, just the McDonald's M golden arches turned on its side, and that that's it. So there were some there were some fears that uh, Russian uh, authorities would try to infringe on some trademarks, and they have Uncle Vanya's. It's just the golden M turned on its side and turned to a B. Why B? Uh, because in Cyrillic. 
which is the the alphabet uh, that they use there in Russia. Uh, that sort of B symbol uh, refers to the V in Uncle Vanya's and whatnot. Um, so McDonald's could not be uh, have been approached for comment. They have not had any comment. Uh, the mayor of Moscow said that the the domestic chain could replace 250 McDonald's in the Russian area uh, this year. Um, and it would be much better than the U.S. one because 99% of the ingredients would be Russian. Um, boy, that is... I mean, if, if you weren't worrying about all everyone dying in the Ukraine and possible nuclear, nuclear confrontation... Uh, yeah, that is, that is lazily funny. Whoop, there. It is now Russian McDonald's. Oh, hello, Uncle Vanya. That is, that is, that is crazy. Uh, there's also reports out of Russia that uh, laws have been passed to seize foreign companies. Uh, there are a lot of airplanes being leased uh, over there in Russia. Uh, and probably within a week or two, they're now no longer going to be leased. They're going to be nationalized. And as uh, you don't own these anymore, now we own these. So there's probably like $12 billion worth of planes over there that are about to be seized. But I guess you could have Uncle Vanya's Big Vanya Mac. And uh, I, I guess that's the way things are working over there. So interested to see if there's any other trademarks that will be um, Uncle Vanya's in the coming coming weeks. I will pay close attention to this because that, that's just crazy. In other Russian knockoff news, uh, as you may know from uh, previous uh, episodes of the Star Report, there are many different things that are no longer working in Russia. One of them is being Instagram. Uh, Instagram has been blocked in Russia, as uh, has Facebook and I believe Twitter. Uh, these companies recently updated their content policy uh, to make it okay for those in Ukraine to make threats against uh, various uh, Russian soldiers and officials and et cetera, et cetera, because really can't threaten people on these sites, but change their policies because, well, you know, they're being invaded, so that kind of seems silly. Uh, Russia did not take too kindly to this and had the courts declare Russia, and uh, Russia had the courts declare Instagram an extremist organization and then block Instagram from being used by people in Russia. And so now Russian engineers have cloned the Instagram app called Rossgram. Uh, sort of an algorithm between Russia and Instagram. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> much like the McDonald's uh, Uncle Vanya's uh, trademark, the company's uh, icon will feature font and color almost identical to Instagram. It will be available on March 28th in uh, Apple and Android stores. Although, I don't know whether they'll block that from being used. We shall see, because Apple is blocking all products being sent to Russia. Hard to say whether they'll be doing that on their store as well. So, anyways, um, they uh, apparently the developers have been sort of working on this for a while now, uh, because they thought this Instagram ban was going to come, and now they're going to put it out there. Uh, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, that um you could still access um they you could still access Instagram in Russia if you have a virtual private network or a VPN. Uh it's a little techy, but a lot of people still do 
do that and whatnot. So, um, uh, but uh, apparently this will be something that people can access, um, uh, can access uh, on on uh, their various app stores by the end of the month. Uh, other tech companies that uh, have issue with the uh, Russian invasion and Russia has issues with them include not only Meta, which has Facebook and Instagram, but Adobe, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Airbnb uh, have all either stopped sales or significantly altered the policies. Uh, Slack, which is a popular chat program that many companies use, were uh, one of the uh, last holdouts of not doing anything, but has apparently started to cut off services to some people in Russia starting this week. Uh, Google and uh, uh, Twitter have blocked Russia state-backed networks like RT and Sputnik from broadcasting or putting things on their networks. Uh, the Russian App Store has apparently lost uh, almost 7,000 mobile apps uh, since the start of the invasion, uh, that is up uh, 105% with the first two weeks in February, apparently. And then, um, <laughs> according to the Russian App Store, apparently is uh, being inundated with new apps uh, promoting VPNs, virtual private networks. Uh, apparently, they're all downloadable in Russia to give people the ability to skirt content restrictions that are currently in place if you do live in Russia. So, uh, Uncle Vanya's and Roshkram are coming up there. Uh, probably more of this in the weeks to come. Moving on to Oregon, where my good friend is the artistic director of the Curious Comedy Theater out there. You should definitely check that out and support live theater. Uh, someone else is out there is also lucky. Uh, it's a Christmas miracle, apparently. Only a few weeks late. In Springfield, Oregon, I guess, uh, someone checked a forgotten lottery ticket and won $8.9 million. Yes, that's right. $8.9 million from the Oregon lottery. Apparently, Wilbur Brown uh, was with a group of friends at the Moose Lodge on Christmas Eve and decided to buy a $25 megabucks ticket and allowed him to play the next 26 drawings through February. Uh, he checked the first few drawings and then uh, forgot about the ticket. And then um, <laughs> forgot about the ticket. And then uh, remembered it in late February, scanned it, and then and it said, See customer service. Like, hmm, interesting. He went there and says, Oh boy, you won the jackpot. So apparently he he won almost nine million dollars on the ticket he almost forgot about had been carrying it around for a month had no idea uh he chose to take the thirty year annuity uh so he'll get two hundred thousand dollars a year for the next thirty years after taxes uh I personally would take the lump sum that's just me um or whatnot but uh yeah so that's that's great for him and the moose lodge. The Moose Lodge. Everyone lives going to the Moose Lodge in Spring, in uh, Springfield, Springfield. Yeah, Springfield, Oregon. The Moose Lodge also got eighty nine thousand dollars as a prize for selling the winning ticket. Uh, according to the Moose Lodge manager Michael Scott, no relation to the office. The last couple of years have been challenging for us. The influence of receiving such a big chunk of change is huge. 
we'll be working with our members to figure out the best way to use the bonus money. So the manager is going to use that money, kick it back to some of his employees. Good for him. And congratulations, Wilbur, on your lucky, lucky ticket that you bought on Christmas Eve. Speaking of being lucky, my friends, you're lucky that you are here on AWSM Radio because if you're driving home during weekdays, you do not need to change the channel because The Rock Sessions is our drive time show on here. And uh, my pal Rocks, the host of The Rock Sessions, is going to make sure that your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make a rock, rock style. Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right here, my fantastic friends, on AWSM Radio. We now go to New Zealand, Fortress New Zealand, who has kept strict border controls to keep COVID-19 out of the country for much of the pandemic, uh, are starting to loosen their, um, their rules there. Uh, vaccinated Australians will be allowed to enter uh, without needing to isolate if they arrive uh, after 11.59 p.m. on April 12th. And then uh, the border will open to other visitors uh, without having to isolate from the United States, the United Kingdom, Japan, Singapore, Germany uh, on midnight on May 1st. Uh, they're ready to uh, open up. Uh, lots of uh, New Zealanders are vaccinated. And now they're coming off of the Omicron peak, so they are now allowed to be open, uh, allowing people in in now. So she closed the border. The uh, Prime Minister Ardern closed the border two years ago, allowing only citizens to enter and only uh, through isolation facilities where they had to stay put for two weeks to make sure they were virus free so they couldn't uh, they couldn't uh, spread the uh, COVID-19 throughout the population. Uh, they were pretty successful at that until Omicron popped up, uh, but that went rapidly through the population. But with people vaccinated, they are looking to reopen the country to the world. Uh, all travelers still need to provide a negative COVID-19 tests uh, before their departure and will do two rapid antigen tests within the first week of their arrival but they are no longer required, no longer required to, uh, no longer required to isolate and whatnot. Uh, so obviously, big news, big news in New Zealand. Um, they, uh, uh, various companies with tourism have seen their stocks rise. The closing of, closing of the border, however, did cause some issues. Uh, cut off the supply of migrant labor causing worker shortages, which uh, slowed down economic activity, drove up wages, but also drove up inflation, just like much of, well, much of the rest of the world is <laughs> suffering from inflation. According to uh, government, according to government uh, numbers, 95% of people in New Zealand over the ages of 12 are fully vaccinated and more than 70% have had a booster shot, and only 141 people have passed away um, from the um, uh, from the pandemic for the entire two years. Only 141. Compare that to the over 700, 800,000 here in the United States. I know the populations are different, but 
the infection rate was much, 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 much lower there um, in New Zealand. Uh, previously, they're planning to open up in July and everyone else in October, uh, but they are moving up some other, they're moving up these countries to next month and the month after and are considering other countries uh, that require a visa because you don't need a visa from these countries to visit New Zealand, but some other countries they're considering and uh, maybe uh, maybe they'll be open up too. So uh, actually, I have a delightful friend in New Zealand who I play Dungeons and Dragons with online, the lovely Vahela. So hello there from my show from across the sea. Uh, so maybe if I find a missing lottery ticket in my pocket, I will fly to New Zealand with everyone and have a week of Dungeons and Dragons. That'd be delightful. That'd be delightful. And of course, I would broadcast my show from there, obviously. But, uh, I, you know what? I should probably go check my pockets right now. Moving along, and actually back to Netflix, I, I, I forgot to bring this up when I was talking about it previously. Uh, it is common practice for people to share their Netflix passwords. Uh, in fact, Netflix kind of like ignored it for many years as a way to increase its popularity and get people to sign up for stuff and whatnot. Well, that might be coming to an end there pretty soon. Netflix is starting to crack down on folks sharing passwords outside of their household. Technically, well, officially, you're not really allowed to do that. Um, so they're going to be start making people pay uh, fees to add people to Netflix accounts who don't live in the same household. You're probably saying, oh, how can they do that? Well, you know, it, it is the internet. They can figure out where people are using their accounts. If they're coming from two different IP addresses, that's that's a thing. So right now they are testing this. Um, they're testing this, I believe, in South America. Yes, they're testing it uh, in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. Um, there's the standard Netflix and there's premium Netflix. I don't know the difference. I imagine premium is more expensive. They just raise the prices in Netflix as well. I guess they're making all these different shows. But uh, yeah, they are trying to to nudge that back as well. Uh, last year, Netflix tested uh, a prompt that had people re-enter their passwords in places. So, like, if your friends were logged in to Netflix somewhere else, they had to re-enter the password, which they probably don't have, so they would have to call you for it and whatnot. Trying to nudge people to make their own accounts and whatnot. Uh, if this test is successful in South America, in Central America... I would imagine those out there who have uh, shared Netflix accounts, yeah, yeah, you may want to uh, budget some more money because you will either have to make your own account, or they're going to, um, they're going to, uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to, uh, they're going to charge you more for it. So uh, there is some backlash out there saying that if they do do this, they may see their numbers plummet in terms of views, uh, which will hurt their investor relations and uh, could have a negative effect on them. So we shall see. We shall see. Next up, folks, Chick-fil-A, the immensely popular and occasionally sometimes controversial fast food chicken restaurant is about to be declared a public nuisance 
in a California city. Prices himself, ah, well, finally, their uh, political standings and religious sort of tinge sort of stuff, they're finally taking them down. Nope, not because of that. Uh, it's actually because of something that, uh, uh, well, for me, affects me a whole lot more. Traffic! That's right. It's becoming a public nuisance in this California city um, because of the traffic of people backing up on the streets, sidewalks, blocking roads, um, waiting in line to um, uh, get get chicken through through drive throughs in uh, Santa Barbara. So the um, city is considering to declaring it a public nuisance and trying to get it to move its location because it just causes too much problems. Uh, at peak volume, uh, drive-thru uh, blocks one lane of traffic on this road in Santa Barbara for up to 90 minutes on weekdays, and for as much as 155 minutes, that is, my friends, over two and a half hours on Saturdays. So this two-lane road... And at least one hour to two and a half hours throughout the week, it's blocked with people going through a drive-thru to get the Chick-fil-A. I mean, I would not wait in line for 30 minutes for a Chick-fil-A chicken. That's just ridiculous. Apparently, it's the only Chick-fil-A in the area. Uh, they're the victims of their own success. They're very popular, obviously. And so they're trying to figure out what to do with this because it's a problem. It's causing traffic issues. Emergency vehicles can't get through, uh, and it's not just limited to uh, Santa Barbara. Other places around uh, the country have uh, had issues with Chick-fil-A causing problems in local traffic. Uh, other places include, uh, let's see here, uh, Toledo, Ohio, uh, Union, New Jersey, uh, Beaumont, 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 Texas, business owners, uh, sued Chick-fil-A in 2020, saying these these long drive through lines were blocking people from coming to see their businesses. Um, in other places, such as uh, Danbury and Brookfield, uh, there have been issues there. Um, in Connecticut, Brookfield officials opted to build an extra lane for cars uh, crossing into Chick-fil-A, so like a turn-only lane for Chick-fil-A, of which 80% of that cost was picked up by the federal government. So the federal government putting in extra lane of traffic to alleviate Chick-fil-A traffic issues. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I have not been... I've not seen a single Chick-fil-A that did not have this issue. Uh, they are not built to handle these large lines. And new Chick-fil-A's, they're going to have to, because this is beginning to be a bit ridiculous... They're just going to have to deal with that, you know. They're going to have to spend the extra money to accommodate the drive through traffic that they get. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, apparently, this one in Santa Barbara took over an old Burger King location, which had a drive through and sort of the regulations were grandfathered in, but they're going to have to start figuring stuff out because, uh, like I said, I, I know of... Oh, I want to say three or four Chick-fil-A locations that I drive by. Uh, one is always a complete disaster in terms of traffic. Uh, another one is is not great. And the only one that's decent 
is like one has been built within like the last two or three years, and as a as planned on having a ridiculous amount of traffic. So they have that sort of built into the area. So, uh, yeah, I would say that Chick Fil A's gonna have to figure out the traffic stuff because it's starting to impact like emergency equipment that has to get through. You know, the house burns down because the Chick Fil A line was blocking traffic. Uh, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Moving along to a similar problem we have here on AWSM Radio, just in terms of popularity, fortunately, because we are on the digital airwaves, we are not blocking traffic yet. We may one day, but not yet. But the ever-popular sports shows we have here on AWSM Radio are shows you should not miss on Wednesday evenings. First up at 9 p.m. on Wednesdays, it's To The Rack With Mac. Uh, is your go-to spot for all things basketball. You need to join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expert. And then after that, falling right after him, it's What's Going On. It is our Fox Sports affiliate show, providing listener- listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge and expertise. Host, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, uh, they have been a staple of Western New York sports information for the last 20 years, but now they're going national, my friends, and we got them. We got them right here at 10 p.m. So, for your sports needs, on Wednesday evenings, here on AWSM Radio, it's To The Rack With Mac at 9 p.m., and then What's Going On at 10 p.m., all of your sports needs right here on AWSM Radio. Finally this week, the new space telescope, the James Webb Space Telescope, has been uh, fully deployed. Uh, the has beat expectations. They have spent uh, the last few weeks uh, realigning the mirrors to get them all lined up. Now, obviously, they, when it launches, they get a little jostled, but like alignment needs to be like within... Uh, the width of a human hair. So tiny little movements of these mirrors on the telescope make an amazingly large difference. But uh, the first few pictures apparently are phenomenal. I'm looking at right now. Pretty amazing pictures. I uh, still got to do a few more adjustments before it's like fully, fully operational. But so far, so good from the James Webb Space Telescope. And um, yeah, should be pretty, pretty good. Launched on Christmas Day of last year, and we'll be getting pictures from that uh, thing, I imagine, pretty soon. New space telescope in the sky. All right, folks, that just about wraps up this week's Sign Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the, the Instagram, on the Rizzle, uh, and even on Cameo, if you want to hire me for a special greeting, at Colt S. Taylor. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast version of this show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. Episodes are posted usually Sundays after this is rebroadcasted on AWSM Radio. And, of course, if you haven't already, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all of your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs. Hope you have a delightful weekend, my friends, and a good week to come. So, until next time, I am, of course, as always, and will remain to be, your pal, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.